Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation. I am uh, your host, Kellen Conley, a.k.a. B-Hyphen, a.k.a. Seattle Slough, a.k.a. Um, I don't know. I'm not as good. That's right. We back, baby. Woo. Yo, what's up, E? <laughs> I'm not. E's watching the show. That's what's up. Um, in case y'all weren't aware, I, I now stream the show live on my Twitch channel. So, um, I got the chat going on, everything like that. But welcome, welcome to the Barack Obama Pro World's Greatest Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Kellen Conley, and, uh, it is a, uh, pretty warm day here in Morgantown. Morgantown Weather Report, as always, let's check the current temperatures, because I know that's what y'all really here for. Y'all check the weather, and then y'all get out. So that's what it is. Anyway... It is right now a balmy 78 degrees on uh, almost the end of September. Um, and it's looking like tomorrow is going to be, oh, it's going to be 83 tomorrow, guys. Going to get some rain, though, on Tuesday. So then it's going to be in the 60s the rest of the week. So hopefully y'all are enjoying this late, um, this this warm weather that we've had the past couple days. And that's been your Morgantown Weather Report, sponsored by um, me, Kellen Conley. <laughs> oh man. So a lot to talk about. Um, the, the heat just beat the Celtics in six games to advance to the NBA finals, their first NBA finals appearance since 2014. And then who do you know is on the other side of the court? But, uh, LeBron James, the man who took them to their last NBA finals in 2014, who's going to his 10th NBA Finals in 11 seasons, or no, not 11 seasons, his 9th NBA Finals in 10 seasons. No, right? Yes. Something like that. He's been to a lot of finals, okay? And essentially, uh, he's going back to finals. Only took him two years to get the Lakers there. The addition of Anthony Davis helped. But before we get into that playoff talk and the NBA Finals preview, I'm going to break down for y'all. Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com, and then also by Mark Rob, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Showing Mad Love Robinson. Uh, Marcus writes prolific paragraphs of prose about all kinds of topics, whether it be sports, whether it be about uh, movies, whether it be about politics or just current affairs. Marcus writes it all, and you can read it all at Mark Rob, I'm sorry, the Mark Rob dot wordpress.com. Again, that's the M A R C R O B dot wordpress.com. So, with that out the way, I'm excited, man. LeBron is going back to the finals. For those of you who don't know, I crowned LeBron the greatest of all time on an episode of this very show. Um, it was. Uh, it was when he it was either right before he made the Lakers move or after he made the Lakers move. And I just broke it down between him and MJ, man. And I Michael Jordan 
hands down, is my favorite NBA player of all times. Of all, yeah, of all times. There's no other NBA player that does it for me on a level that um, Michael Jordan does. Yo, I just got some spam in my in my <laughs> chat. <laughs> Yo, I made it. I'm getting spam in the chat. That's what's up. Um, I probably should do something about that. Hold on one second. That that was uh, unexpected. Can I can I say anything? It says click the reply. Uh, whatever. I know this don't make for good podcasting, so I'm, I'm going to try to focus on the camera. But again, Michael Jordan's my favorite basketball player of all time. Like hands down, he was the the guy that was the guy when I got into basketball, and then and then LeBron came along, and I hated LeBron for so long all those years in Cleveland when he just couldn't get over the hump. And then, of course, the decision came. Didn't love the decision. He went to Miami, and then Miami's when I started to turn. But what really sealed it for me is when LeBron went back to Cleveland and he went back home, and he came home. And not only did he go back home, he delivered an NBA championship to Cleveland, a world title to Cleveland for the first time in decades. In decades, okay? And then that, that wasn't even a point that that made me his that that put me over the top. The main thing I said about LeBron was the reason the the main thing that that did it for me. Just to to summarize what I said on those episodes all all those years ago, Game One of the twenty eighteen NBA Finals when LeBron single handedly put. The Cavaliers on his back against the Warriors, who had already beaten him twice in the finals now. Once in 2015, once in 2017 with Kevin Durant. He put the team on his back, and at one point, the Warriors started pulling away late in the fourth, and I turned off the game because I was like, this game is over. There's nothing left for me to watch. And then I turned on something else. I looked down on my Twitter timeline and the feed's blown up that LeBron has tied the game. And I go back to the game, and LeBron has single-handedly brought this the Cavs team, the Cavs team that had no business being in the NBA Finals. He dragged them back to, um, to a tie with the Warriors. And then the game was going back and forth. And if it hadn't been for George Hill missing the shot, missing free throws, and J.R. Smith's a blunder of the century. The Cavaliers would have stolen game one in the 2018 NBA Finals. Would that have meant they would have won the series? No, probably not. But it was single-handedly one of the best performances in NBA in the NBA I've ever seen. In the NBA I've ever seen in my entire life. I saw the flu game. I did did I see the flu game live? That was in 97. I don't think I saw the flu game live. I watched uh, game six of the 98 finals live. And that was a great game. And Jordan did the same thing where he put he put the bulls on his back with Pippen had the, the back injury. Of course, all of y'all know this now because of the last dance. And that was all we had to watch in quarantine. But yeah, that sealed the deal for me. LeBron James is my greatest NBA player of all time. And I have a lot of greats that I love. I love 
what Bill Russell was able to accomplish back in the day. I love Jordan, of course. I, I'm a big fan of Larry Bird. Larry Bird, especially as the years keep getting away from the time he played, he was one of the greatest players to ever do it. And Larry loved the game, man. And Larry was literally, he came as advertised, man. He was just a hick from South, from French Lick, man. Like, Larry hurt his back because he was, like, doing roofing work <laughs> in, in the off season, And that's one of the reasons that he, he started having back problems because he didn't want to pay for somebody else to do it. He was doing his own roofing work. And he used to drink pretty heavily with certain teammates, and Boston had to ship out that teammate because he was always drinking and hanging out with this guy. And he had a little gut and stuff. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It's out there. It's out there. But Larry's trash talk was un, was just on another level. And his competitive spirit, like – I honestly feel like Larry's drive to compete was up there with Jordan's, man. Like I, I feel like in the time, and I know that there's been times that they, uh, their teams faced off, and of course the Celtics always won uh, back in the day. But there was a few shootouts, man. There was one in the 1991 se- season. It was a, uh, it was uh, late. It was, it was after all. It was. Uh, I think it was after All Star break. You can read all about it in the Jordan Rules by Sam Smith which I don't know if the copies have become more readily available. Um, I've had my copy for years now, and I got a, n- a newer copy because mine was all worn out and stuff. I got a new copy um, a few years ago, but um, literally Sam Smith details like almost every game in that whole 82-game 82, um, 82 season. And when he does that, um, he breaks down the games, and there's this one epic game uh, between that's at the Boston Garden, it's between the Bulls and the Celtics, and the Bulls lose it, but just the reading the description of how the game went, it's an incredible game. Larry was fiercely competitive, but um, other people that I love, um, I've always been an Allen Iverson guy. Uh, shout out to uh, E, actually, because I was just over at E's crib. Uh, first time we got to hang out with probably since I talked about what we did a few, po- uh, probably about 10 podcasts ago, I talked about my night, my dinners out with E and stuff. Went over to his crib, and we watched the Mountaineers lose, <laughs> and uh, he showed me his new hobby, which is uh, basketball cards and sports cards. I was like, "You got in the sports cards?" And I was thinking he's gonna bring out all these cards that you know were more recent stuff, like because he had some uh, more recent football cards. But he had all these NBA cards from the years that I was collecting cards, like 1990, 91, 92, 93, uh, some 94. Like, I have a ton of these cards at home, and it was just incredible to look back at and seeing him collecting these things that I have that I cherished in my childhood and to see him kind of getting into collecting is pretty cool. But- Live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City, it's me, Crank, ruler, well, Mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, The Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Batty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend, Oroku Saki, aka The Shredder. And we put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes sports and entertainment news stay all the way and hear who Saki has named as his Cretan of the week and find something valuable in the shred commendations 
So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are casts. The Shredhead Pod is a member of the Hyphen Podcast Group. A big Allen Iverson fan. Um, I was a, I was a T Mac guy a little bit. Uh, the Orlando T Mac kind of fell off when he went to Houston a little bit, but um, I, I was pulling for T Mac. I was a big Penny Hardaway guy. I was never a Shaq guy. I appreciated Shaq after the fact. Like if I look back at what Shaq did in L.A. and Orlando, obviously those years were incredible now. But in the moment, I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, Hakeem is an all-time great. Um, there's just, there's just so many to name, but LeBron James has brought the Los Angeles Lakers back to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. How 2020 of them. (laughs) And I saw this tweet not that long after Kobe passed. They're like, wouldn't that be crazy if the Lakers found a way to not only get to the NBA Finals, but to win the NBA Finals the year that Kobe Bryant tragically dies. And now the Lakers are four games away from that reality. Now, one thing about 2020, we all know, though, 2020 giveth, 2020 taketh away. <laughs> so you do not know, you don't know what you're going to get, uh, unfortunately. And I keep, I keep peeking over here in my bed. Uh, but it's super exciting. The, the Nuggets, kudos to them, man. Round of applause. They played their asses off. They played great. Um the comeback from 3-1 against the Jazz when Donovan Mitchell was shooting the lights out and Jamal Murray had to take his game to another level. And then the comeback from 3-1 on that Clippers team, that literally just, um, I was listening to my man Chris Smoove on YouTube. He was uh, doing the Lakers highlight. And he was saying how the Clippers just went to sleep, essentially. Like, they weren't focused. They, he talked about Lou Will getting the wings from the strip club. And I mentioned to E yesterday how Kawhi had decided he was going to um, take a, a load management day um, when they only had to play like seven, eight regular season games before they started the playoffs. And then, of course, my main man, playoff P, <laughs> and, and then Doc, I love Doc Rivers, but there's a bunch of coaching problems that things that he didn't change up. And the late, the Clippers just couldn't stop Jokic for anything, man. They couldn't stop Jokic. This episode sponsored by water, by the way. And maybe a little bit of sparkling ice. Natural flavored sparkling water with antioxidants and vitamins. Zero sugar. Vitamins. Zero sugar. And no, I'm not being paid. Holler at me, sparkling ice. But yeah, like like I, I think, I don't know if I talked about this. I don't, I don't I may have been talking about it on uh, the last episode or I was talking about it with somebody else, but like, the Clippers had no answer for Jokic. And then the last couple games, Murray woke up. And then it was just all she wrote. And then you can't score 20, have your best players, uh, Kawhi and playoff P, score only 24 points combined in a game seven and expect the rest of the Clippers to carry the load and get y'all to the conference finals. So here we are as in olden days. Happy golden days of LeBron. (laughs) 
So, so LeBron has did he's taken his third team to the NBA Finals. And I, I believe I was reading something that was the first time that's ever been done. Like there had never been another player who had been to the NBA Finals three times with three different teams. Because Robert Ory has a bunch of rings, but they're all, I mean, Rockets, Lakers, Spurs. So I don't know what the exact stat was, but it's very impressive that in year 17, LeBron is able to do the things he's done he came back from that injury last season and he wisely um like he came back for a little bit then he then he wisely shut it down cuz he knew the Lakers were out of playoff contention and just rested up and got better man and for the season to be as weird as it was with covid happening and then it, literally there being no basketball from March until when did the NBA come back? August, July. So that four four to five months of not playing NBA basketball when he's normally playing NBA basketball, and then to come in the bubble and be so focused, it's it's just incredible, man. So, uh, shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to LeBron. I'm extremely happy, extremely excited to watch these finals. I still remain a Chicago Bulls fan. We just hired Billy Donovan as coach, so fuck all that. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Whoops. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, it's not Giannis or Giannis. Can Hold on. Can someone clear this up for me? I'm not going to attempt to say his last name. However you say his name. I see that's why I shouldn't have said it, man. But I've always said Giannis. But then I have friends or I'll be watching some kind of sports-related content and they'll say Giannis. Is it Giannis? Is it Giannis? I'm going to go with Giannis. It's not Giannis and the Bucks in the NBA Finals. It's not Jason Tatum, Brad Stevens, Jalen Brown in the Finals, in the Boston Celtics. Spoilers. In case for some reason you haven't seen Game 6 by the time you hear this or if you're watching this right now. Uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, It's not... Who else is in the East? <laughs> it's not the Indiana Pacers or the Orlando Magic. I can tell you that much. It's not. Oh, the Toronto Raptors, the defending champions. They're kind of important. It's not them who's in the NBA Finals, even though they, they pushed the Celtics as far as they could push them. The Miami Heat are your NBA Eastern Conference champions. Now, now take a second to wrap your head around that. J just take a second, because I don't think anybody expected Miami to be this good this fast, personally. And, and that's just me. I, I could be wrong. My, I mean, Miami finished fifth in the East. And 
our basketball reference isn't updated. So we're going to have to get our podcast to 101 on, even though I try not to do it that much anymore. Going to get our podcast to 101 on, and we're going to bounce on over to... Here we go. Heat outlast. Oh, fiddle faddle. The Heat outlast the Boston Celtics behind Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler advanced to the NBA Finals. Let's see. 125-113. Good Lord. Good Lord, man. So, so look. Look, man. Let's talk about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, for those of you who don't remember, was a part of the Chicago Bulls who should have won an NBA title somewhere in the mid two thousand in the twenty tens, somewhere in there. Um, they lost to the Heat in five in twenty eleven. In twenty twelve, Derek got hurt, and then we were reeling from that for the next couple of years. Then out of nowhere came this guy named Jimmy Butler who stepped up in Derek's absence and became a star in his own right. And when Derek came back, he still remained a star. And he was the he was the Bulls guy all the way up until a draft day trade that sent him to the Minnesota Timberwolves. At the time, the Bulls had already traded Derrick Rose. They already started dismantling the team. So I knew the writing was on the wall for the Bulls. But they sent Jimmy to Minnesota. And then shortly thereafter, Tom Thibodeau, who had coached the Bulls, during the 2010s and led them to the conference finals as well as several winning seasons even without Derrick Rose. He became the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I kept saying, don't make me become a, a Timberwolves fan, the Timberwolves, blah, blah, blah. And then Derrick ended up there. And then, a co- and then um, did they sign the wall or am I, am I wrong? I don't think they signed the wall, but... But, I mean, you just had that vibe that Thibodeau was going to try to make the Timberwolves into his new bulls, at least around Rose and and Jimmy. It ain't work out. Essentially, what had happened was Jimmy went to practice one day, (laughs) and Jimmy wasn't happy. Uh, Jimmy essentially took this, if I remember the story correctly, Jimmy took the the second team and he get, he let um he let the first team run run with some like the first team had the first team jimmy said give me your second team cuz i'm going to beat all y'all and that's talking about carl anthony towns that's talking about a- a- andrew wiggins at the time and essentially jimmy just gets super aggressive challenges all his teammates and just puts on a a clinic in this practice that is so inflammatory 
And I, I believe it ended with him saying that he wanted out of Minnesota. Now, this is after Thibodeau had ran him into the ground by making him play obscene minutes the season before. So he was looking for somewhere new to be. So after this blew up and after he had an interview with Rachel Nichols, shout out to Rachel Nichols, man, always doing great work. It wasn't that long before the Timberwolves granted Jimmy his wish and they moved Jimmy to the Eastern Conference, back to the Eastern Conference. They made Jimmy a Philadelphia 76er along with Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons and a strong cast. And it's like, uh-oh. Philly got Philly got is a problem now. They got Ben Simmons, who can't shoot, but he's still an incredible player. They got Joel Embiid, who is a very strong player as long as he stays on the floor. And now they got Jimmy Butler. Well, <laughs> see see what happened was <laughs> Jimmy still wasn't happy. He still wasn't happy now. So, you know, the the Sixers went about their season and Jimmy had some moments, but you always heard rumblings that Jimmy wasn't completely happy and didn't love Brett Brown or the Philly system or, you know, Jimmy Jimmy just wasn't happy. And I believe, uh, no, it's not even I believe. And then Philly went on to lose in the second round of last year's NBA playoffs to the eventual champion, Toronto Raptors. No, no, yes, 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 because that was a that was a series when Kawhi won it with that crazy shot at the end, uh, and so Philly was gone. Jimmy Butler is suddenly an unrestricted free agent. So what's Jimmy gonna do? And every time I say Jimmy like that. It reminds me of Eddie Murphy's character in uh, Dreamgirls. There's uh, a recommendation for you. Uh, if you haven't watched Dreamgirls, <laughs> go watch Dreamgirls because I think it's a phenomenal movie. Eddie Murphy should have won the Best Supporting Actor um, Oscar for it. Beyonce's good. Jennifer Hudson's incredible. And uh, uh, Noni Rose, I believe, is the third actress in, in Dreamgirls. She's also really great. And Jamie Foxx is great as well. It's a it's a musical, so if you don't want to listen to a bunch of music, it may not be for you, but I love Dream Girls. We're your dream girls, but it's it's dope. It's fire. It's fire. So Jimmy had all these options. Where's Jimmy gonna sign? Where's he gonna go? Jimmy decides he's gonna take his talents to South Beach. Just like a certain someone did many moons ago in 2010. So, let me let me just read you this real quick. They beat the Celtics 125 to 113. Butler scored 22 points in the Heat won Eastern Conference Finals for the sixth time. Bam Adebayo scored a season high 32 points and grabbed 14 rebounds. Man. Starting on Wednesday, Tyler Hero, who's now my hero. He wears my favorite number, 14, by the way, which I think is extremely dope. He scored 19. Duncan Robinson and Igladala each had 15. And Goran Dragic, Dragic had 13. Now, on the other side of the ball, 
Jalen Brown had 26, Jason Tatum had 24, uh, and Marcus Smart and Kimba Walker scored 20 points each, but it did not matter. It did not matter. Oh, and by the way, Udonis Haslam is the only player to be on all six Heat teams that have made the finals. Shout out to Udonis, man. Keep getting them checks, brother. Keep getting them checks. I love it. I love it. Nothing like it. So, the Heat, who no one expected to be here, is in the NBA Finals. So let's just break down who made it to the to who who made it in the bubble. Orlando was the A seed, Brooklyn was seven, Philly was six, Miami was five, Indiana was four, Boston was three, Toronto was two, and Milwaukee was one. Excuse me. I mean a fifth seed's it's not I mean there's nothing wrong with being a fifth seed. But you had the Bucks, who had the best le- record in the league. The best record in the league. We can, we can agree on that. And then you had the, the Raptors, who had the second best record in the league. And then the Boston Celtics, who a lot of people just really like the Celtics. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so anti-Celtics lately, man. Um, let, let, let me talk about that real quick. The Celtics, I, I never really had a problem with them. I liked the Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett years. I enjoyed those. I was actually pulling for them to defeat LeBron in 2012 and advance to the NBA Finals where they would have faced Oklahoma City that year. I was I was pulling for him. But of course game five and or I'm sorry, game six in Boston happened when LeBron just went off. Another moment that made me really look at him and be like, huh. <laughs> huh. Oh, by the way, I completely left out Kobe in my favorite player greatest players of all time. I'm sorry, Kobe. Jeez, what am I thinking? Yeah, uh, but like recent iterations, um, the IT, the, the Isaiah Thomas Celtics were cool, but I was definitely all for Cleveland um, pulling out of the East then. And I don't know what it is, man. Like, I, I like Brad Stevens, but, and um, it, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, man, because, uh, because, uh, the the uh Jason Tatum. Every time I see him, I, I see my friend Beans's kid Donovan. It's crazy. Like I look at Jason Tatum, I'm like, yo, that looks like Donovan. <laughs> You'd have to see him. But he looks just like my, my best friend's son. Uh because hell they're damn near around the same age. Donovan is like what, twenty two, twenty three now, I guess. Um, so I have nothing against Jason Tatum, nothing against Jalen Brown. I I love Kemba. I've always been a Kemba fan. Um, I've always been pulling for Kemba. Like I was definitely uh, pulling for the Hornets when he was there, hoping that he'd be able to make something happen there. Uh, and yes, that's partially because Jordan is an owner of the team, and I'd like to see the Hornets actually do well. But it's just never in the cards. But I I just wasn't pulling for him. It's like I thought for sure 
before the heat caught fire, I was like, oh, this is going to be it. The, the bubble is, I, I, honestly, how could the bubble be any better for the NBA um, for it to be Lakers-Celtics in 2020 in the bubble? Like, that's the classic all-time rivalry. Who doesn't want to see that, right? But this Heat team, <laughs> I, they just steamrolled everyone, man. Like, it, it wasn't even... It wasn't funny, to be completely honest with you. Let me just check the playoff tree real quick. Real quick. Just to make sure that I'm... Oh, oh, that's dope. Uh, Let's see. Just real quick. Just so I can explain to y'all how we have gotten here. Bracket. All right, so in the first round, Miami swept Indiana who was a higher seed than them. Of course, remember, we're in the bubble. Home court advantage is not a thing. It's not. You either show up or you don't. Plain and simple. Miami steamrolls Indiana. Done. Then they got Milwaukee. And everybody's expecting, yo, Giannis. Giannis is going to walk them right to the NBA Finals, man. Giannis is so dope. Giannis, Giannis. Ugh. Every few years, ladies and gentlemen, there comes an NBA player who everybody just loves. In the early 2000s, it was Kobe Bryant. I was an Allen Iverson guy, and I didn't give Kobe his respect until after Shaq left and after he was trying to make those Lakers teams work prior to the Pal Gasol trade, and then I was able to root for Kobe then. Then along came a guy named LeBron James, and similar to Kobe, I also hated on him with an intense passion until what I mentioned earlier, that his performances proved me wrong. I feel like it's time to put Giannis in that bag, and no, I'm not ashamed. I I don't know what it is, man. Like, he, he's fine. He's fine, I guess. It was like, oh, the Greek freak, look at him. Look how big he is. And he, he's so athletic. And look how fast he is. And look, oh, my God, the Greek freak. I think Giannis is overrated. I don't care if he got two MVPs. Giannis is overrated. He's not as good as everybody claims he is. Y'all got to chill off that. Seriously. Oh, Giannis. Yay, Giannis. No. No. I don't care if he wins 76 games next season. I don't care if he wins 76 games and goes 16-0 and in the NBA playoffs next season. Giannis is overrated. Stop anointing this man. Stop anointing him. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He, he's not it. He's not it. And maybe, maybe... Um, 10 years down the road when we're on hyphenation episode 2020 <laughs> let's do 2022 just to be safe stay away from the 2020 maybe I'll be like you know when I said Giannis was overrated and all those years ago well the man just won his ninth NBA finals <laughs> and he's unstoppable he's the greatest of all time and you know I'll, I'll only be 46 by then <laughs> But still, let me just throw my old man voice in there real quick. 
I I just don't see it, man. And then Miami proved it. They walked in there and they took a 3-0 lead and then they lost that fluke game when Giannis got hurt and then Giannis couldn't go in games, game five. It was over. And you can say whatever you want. Yo, if Giannis was healthy, they, they could have won a couple more games. They might have come back and beat Miami. Well, here's the thing. They didn't. He didn't. Plain and simple. No. Giannis got hurt. Injuries happened. Ask Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons were, what, I don't even remember when he got hurt, but a half away from winning the 1988 NBA Finals. And then Isaiah got that severe ankle sprain. And Isaiah played through it like a monster. One of the best, another one of those great NBA performances I've seen him. Well, I didn't, I didn't see it. I was five, <laughs> but I've seen it in later years. One of the best NBA performances I've ever seen, and he couldn't get it done. And then in Game Seven, the ankle just couldn't go, and he tried. He got hurt. Thankfully, he was able to win two titles after that. But the '88 title should have been the Pistons. Giannis got hurt. That's all she wrote. Miami four-one, and then you bring coming to Boston. A Boston team who started out equally as strong by sweeping the 76ers, who seem to have have to figure out what they're going to do with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, because now at this point, everybody's saying, oh, they can't play together. Uh, ben Simmons still don't have a jump shot. This is year, this is real year, what, three, isn't it? Because he missed his entire rookie season. Then Donovan Mitchell should have won rookie of the year to win the year he did win it. And then. I'm not going to look, but he, he I'm going to say it's really his real year four that he just finished. And Joel Embiid, every time he has an outstanding performance, everybody's claiming he's one of the best big men in the league. But then you turn around and it's like, how do you get swept 4-0 by, by Boston? And Boston don't have no dominant big man like you're, you're Joel Embiid. Why aren't you? Killing Boston. You know, and the game has moved from the inside to the outside, obviously. And Jason Tatum is no joke. Jason Tatum is a a top 10 NBA player. He really is. He's a hell of a talent. But Boston sweeps Philly. Then they take on the defending champs. And they almost, almost lose that series, they pull out game seven to advance. And so you got a Miami team that's lost once and then a a Boston team that just got extended to seven games. Yes, we're all in the bubble, but still they played more games than Miami had to. And then Miami comes in, man, and, and just handles their business. And here we are. The first ever Lakers Miami Finals. Game one starts Wednesday. It's it's crazy. It, it's super exciting, honestly. I mean, a few months ago, we did not even know. We had no clue if we were going to have NBA at all. No idea. And now we're sitting here looking at the NBA Finals 
starting here on September 30th. And it could go as long as October 13th. But but let me tell you something, man. The NBA Finals is my favorite, favorite sporting event next to like WrestleMania. And if you say it's not a sport, you're wrong. <laughs> Yo, it's 11-11. Make a wish. All right, cool. Everybody got their wishes in? I just I just saw that. I look forward to the NBA Finals every year. Two best teams in both conferences going for the Larry O'Brien trophy. It's still the Larry O'Brien trophy, right? Because I know they renamed the Bill Russell MVP. Like the most valuable, uh, Bill Russell most valuable player award like you get in when you win if you, for the NBA Finals MVP. And to see these two teams come as far as they did all season long, how are the Lakers going to beat the Clippers? How's the Lakers going to beat Kawhi? I, I can't see that happening. Uh, is AD really the missing piece? Is he even going to stay in LA next year? Do we even care? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the Lakers supporting cast isn't enough. I, I was a little worried when... Oh, his name was just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, the, the Lakers point guard, Bradley... Avery Bradley... I was a little worried when he did not go into the bubble. I was a little worried about that. Uh, Alex Caruso, he, he, that guy's he can dunk real nice, but can he, you can't win championship. Alex Caruso, they got Dwayne Howard. Dwayne Howard is soft. He he's he's not. We've seen him over bounce around the league. He's a nobody. He's an also ran. Well, Dwight Howard's in the NBA Finals again for the second time. Ironically enough, with the same team that Kobe ran him off of. Roughly, uh, God, when was that? Uh, about seven seasons, seven years ago. Oh, they gave up too much to get Anthony Davis. Where, um, where's Lonzo Ball? Where is Brandon Ingram? Home. Okay, just checking. The Lakers came and were about their business in the bubble. Frank Vogel has helped kept, help keep his team focused. Doc, Doc Rivers did not. Doc Rivers let Kawhi and Playoff P dictate how the team would go. And they ultimately went the way of elimination. LeBron James in his 17th year has brought the Lakers to the NBA Finals. He's four wins away from ring number four. It's a great story. You love to see it. What a way to honor Kobe Bryant's memory by winning an NBA title with the franchise he played his entire career for. It, it You can't write a better storybook ending for that. 
And then on the other side, to steal from Simmons, even though we don't fuck with Simmons anymore. The Heat's got the nobody believed in us theory working heavy. Heavy. From a fifth seed to the NBA Finals. They've run roughshod over the Eastern Conference. They didn't have to take out the defending champs like Boston did, but they took out the two-time MVP. Literally literally and figuratively. Why can't I say? Literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) Excuse me. Literally and figuratively. Took him out. Bye-bye, Giannis. Bye-bye, Giannis. Bye-bye, Greek freak. Bye-bye, ugly shoes. Sorry, not sorry. Gone. When the Heat were losing, and I saw this so many times, they would just catch fire out of nowhere. Hero, three. Robinson, three. Dragic, three. Jimmy, clutch basket. Bam, dunk. Bam, dunk. Rebound, kick it out. They, they they play so well as a unit, and I can't talk enough. I haven't said I, I haven't said anything about them, but Pat Riley, the same man who came into L.A. in 1981 after Paul Westhead's um lost the team, and just a little bit of backstory: what happened was in 79, 1980, the Magic won the NBA championship. Um, Kareem got hurt in Game Six. Magic had to play center most of that game. He had like 42 points when they beat Philly to win the NBA title in 1980. Uh, they came back in 1980-81, and they were a mess. And I believe they got eliminated pretty early in the playoffs. And Magic what, and Magic and crew were shitting down Paul Westhead's neck like all the time. <laughs> and so they got rid of him and brought in Pat Riley. And from there, let's see, the Sixers won it in 80 no, the Lakers won in 82 in Pat Riley's first season. So that's two for Magic. In 83 was the 76ers. In 84 it was the Celtics who beat the Lakers, uh, continuing their dominance of them. In 85, the Lakers came back and beat the Celtics. In 86, the Celtics won after the Lakers got upset by the Twin Towers. In 87, it was the um, Lakers again. In 88, it was the Lakers. In 89, it was the Pistons. In 90, was the Pistons again. So, four championships for Pat Riley in 82, 85, 87, 88, and five for Magic, obviously. Pat Riley then decides after, when did, when did Pat Riley retire? I think he either retired after the 1990 season, I want to say it's after the 1990 season, retires. I'm, I'm done with coaching. I'm going to go do something else. Does a little broadcasting. Until the New York Knickerbockers opened up their checkbooks and then invited your boy to come coach them in New York. And New York was okay. They had Pat they had Patrick Ewing. They were all right. They were they were decent, you know. They're all right. They're proud of proud to be who they were. And then Pat Riley came in and he's like, yo, you know all that piston shit that uh, I used to hate? Y'all gonna do that. <laughs> and essentially they became the new bad boys in the 90s 
and it worked out. They pushed the Bulls to seven games, 92 in the semifinals, Eastern Conference semifinals. They lost in six to the Bulls after having a 2-0 lead in the conference finals in 93. They went all the way to game seven of the 1994 NBA finals when John Stark shot them out of the game. In 95, of course, was the infamous, um, wait, the, yeah, in 95, they lost to the Pacers uh, after Reggie did that incredible eight points in like less than a minute thing that he did to win game one. And in 96, Jordan was back at full strength. And then they kind of went down from there. They they did manage to make an NBA Finals appearance in 1999 during the lockout. Uh, but, of course, Pat Riley had fleed by then. He he left in after the 95 season because Miami was going to let him be GM. And the Knicks were like, uh, we're not letting you be GM, Pat Riley. So Pat Riley goes down to Miami, and he's been there ever since. And in all those years... He's uh, swung the, he, he got the Alonzo Mourning deal. They tried to sign Juwan Howard. They couldn't do it. Uh, so that didn't work out, but they he brought, he revitalized Tim Hardaway's career uh, coaching the Heat. Alonzo Mourning had some good seasons there. They were always contending. They were just a couple fights away from possibly challenging for real the Bulls at times. But uh, they just were never really there in the pitcher. A lot of injuries hit them hard, too. But then they lucked into Dwayne Wade. And then they got Shaq from the Lakers, ironically enough. And then from there, Shaq with this upstart guy named Dwayne Wade are against this Mavericks team that had been struggling for years, got out of the Western Conference, their final year, and everybody's like, ready to crown the Mavericks. Not so fast, my friend. Shout out to Lee Corso. Heat and six, 2006 NBA champions. Fall off a little bit. Then manages to orchestrate the biggest coup in free agency history by not only getting Chris Bosh, but then bringing in LeBron James in 2010. And, of course, the not one, not two, not three, not four was a little too much. They lost their first NBA Finals in 2011, but then they came back and won two in a row in 12 and 13. Pat Riley had then moved to um, moved to the, off the sidelines. Eric Spolstra came in, and Miami went to four NBA Finals in four years, won two of them, and then LeBron left. Rode the wave of uh, – well, they didn't even ride the wave. They eventually got uh, let – I think Dwayne Wade left and went to Chicago in free agency, and then he ended up coming back uh, via trade after it didn't work out for him in Cleveland and everything like that. And then he retired, and they just had all these young pieces. And when Jimmy came in, and they had Dragic, and everybody kind of counted Dragic out. And Raleigh and Spolstra are just, they're, they're, they're like the... Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick of the NBA, man. They haven't had the same consistency that the Patriots had all these years. But at the same time, you you just can't mess with the winning recipe. You you just can't. It's a deadly combination. And there's been times people call for Spolstra's head. They were doing it when the Heatles were doing badly at first and struggling and trying to learn how to play with each other in the first year they were all together. But Raleigh stuck by Spolster, Spolster stuck by Raleigh, and here they are in the NBA Finals again, man. 
So here we are. Game one is on Wednesday. In the bubble. Everybody else is leaving the bubble. The only player people that's at that in the bubble is family and essential NBA people and the and the players, man. I did not expect to talk about this this long. <laughs> I came on here, I was like, oh man, I got this is gonna be a struggle podcast, man. I, I got a couple topics, but I ain't got that much. And lo and behold, here we are. So <sighs> Here's my prediction. I'm going to say there will be a few Tyler Hero games where he goes off or uh, Robinson will go off or Bam could do what he did again and just be unstoppable and Anthony Davis can't stop him. Kind of like the game when Jokic just pushed around AD all game and that was a game the Lakers lost. There will probably be some games where LeBron doesn't put up phenomenal numbers and it's not enough. And I, I think Anthony Davis will have a couple games that he, he wins by himself. Like obviously he's, he hit that game winner in game two, I believe to win uh, against the Nuggets in this past series. I think both sides are going to be really well coached. The supporting cast, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that at Miami, man. Like Miami, I feel like they've been shooting the lights out in this bubble. And I really feel like no matter what, Miami's never really out of a game. Vice versa, if the Lakers bench is cold or if LeBron or or AD are struggling, I could see where they might have trouble making up the difference and coming back. Also, one thing that's never happened before, Spolstra used to coach LeBron. LeBron has never had another coach on the other side. No, okay, that's not true. Because Mike, because um, not not Mike Woodson. Um, or was it Mike? Wood? No, I'm thinking about the wrong dude. Um, that one coach that he had in Cleveland, the the bald headed one with the glasses. He was a Golden State assistant coach. Uh, by like 16 or 17. So he was there, but never has he went against a head coach that he used to, like in the NBA Finals, that he used to play for. One thing that might work to the Heat's advantage, especially with Jimmy Butler there, who's willing to do anything to put his team on top, one thing that might work to his advantage is the fact that he knows LeBron and he might know how to get in LeBron's head. Now, the LeBron that he that's playing now is vastly different from the one that left Miami six years ago. Vastly different. He's grown more. He's learned more. But he's, he spent four seasons with LeBron when he is in his prom. And he also watched LeBron fall apart in the 2011 Finals. I don't know how much that could factor in, but Spolstra could know some tricks to to throw LeBron off his game. So we'll have to see what happens in game one. But you know what they always say, great players always find a way, so that that could just be me speculating and looking for an angle. I worry about the Lakers coaching only because it's Frank Vogel. I've worried about that all season long, but obviously he's done enough to get this far. The Heat are just so hot right now, man. They're 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 on fire, literally. 
this is akin to a team getting into March Madness, getting those first a couple upsets very early on, and then you know they carry they just keep carrying the momentum. The Heat almost remind me of the 2010 the West Virginia Mountaineers because uh, we didn't have we didn't have two our big our upsets came later. Of course, we had a we had our quality wins, got to the Sweet 16, and then we started knocking off knocking off people, knocking off people. So we got this Final Four, and then they all fell apart. But when a team is hot, it's the scariest thing in the world. Scariest thing. But when a team has a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis who are LeBron is arguably still the best player in the NBA. If he ain't if he ain't number one, he top three. And Anthony Davis is a top 10 NBA player. Jimmy Butler has proven himself to be one of the best players in the NBA so far. As long as his supporting cast continues to play well, Miami has a chance. But the moment those shots stop falling, if they go cold and the Lakers just continue to do what they do, they just, they, here's what the Lakers do every, every time they have the ball. Or not every time they have the ball, but this this is how the Lakers play. The Lakers know how to adjust and play their style of game, no matter what. If something's not working, they will find another way to start getting something to start something to get something going. If Miami's shots aren't falling. Their defense is great, but if Miami's shots aren't falling, can they still win games? Because for a lot of these guys on Miami's side, this is their first NBA Finals. For a lot of guys on LeBron's side, it's still the NBA Finals, but then you have the leadership. You have LeBron. You have Rondo. You have you have Dwight Howard who's seen some shit. Like literally seen some shit, man. Who has finally accepted a role to be the the best uh best role player he can be after years of wanting to be the man. He even admitted that here recently. You have players who've been there before, who can calm you down and and, and talk you through what you're feeling. To try to get the best outcome out of you. Best performance out of you. Miami has it on the coaching side. But. As great as Jimmy Butler is. As great as Tyler Hero and Robinson. And and Bam and. And uh, Dragic have played throughout these playoffs. If the going gets tough man. Are they are they going to be able to hang in there? So my prediction is pain. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. No, for real. My prediction. Pain. 
What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations, I'm Melisette, and on a frightful fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget. It's Lakers and Six. LeBron will hoist his fourth NBA championship. Slight chance he doesn't take home the MVP. It could that could go to Anthony Davis, but I see the Lakers winning. And if my calculations are correct, let's see. The Celtics have won one more NBA title. So the Celtics have 17 NBA titles. And the Lakers had 11 before the 3 Pete. So that put them 12, 13, 14. Won two more, 15, 16. And they'll also tie the Boston Celtics for the most NBA championships in NBA history. It wouldn't surprise me if the Heat somehow pulled it off just because of how well they were playing. But I, I got to go with the GOAT, man. I got to go with King James, man. I got to go with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers to take the NBA championship. You heard it here first. That's right. And this is how we do it. So so that was awesome. That was awesome. I did not expect to come on here and do a whole NBA Finals preview. Uh let me let me look at my topics. Is there anything else I could stretch out of this? Uh, anything else? To, maybe I could do a fill that runtime. I haven't done that in a moment. It's been a minute since I did a fill that runtime. Let me see real quick. Let me see real quick. Let me see real quick. I'm going to wave my hand. I don't know why. Why am I backwards again? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let, let me see. Yeah, we just over an hour. Uh, let me let me just check my topics real quick. So we I covered the Star Wars thing. So I'm gonna go ahead and get completely get rid of Star Wars. Uh, I I mean I I guess I could tell y'all this real sad story that happened to me real quick, and it's gonna be a quick one. I promise. So a few months ago, last topic. A few months ago. Um, I was quarantine happened. And so one of the things I wanted to work on, I wanted to change my website, which is hyphenuniverse.com. So I don't want to change it up. So I get on the website and promptly I'm greeted with um, a forward. Uh, I, I've been hacked because I go to my website and then I get forwarded to some spam site over and over and over again. So unlike the savvy WordPress vet that I am, I decide that I'm going to delete everything and start over without attempting to find a workaround to save my stuff. So I do that. And then I, I, I managed to restore some things cause I did have a couple of things backed up and I didn't think anything of it. And then I, I go to 
get the site back up and I'm looking at my post and I'm like, where's all my posts from 2019? <sighs> yeah. So I had attempted to start writing a little series on my, on my blog called, uh, it's not going to write itself. And in this series, I think I mentioned on the pod before, I would just take tackle different subjects and it's supposed to come out every Friday. I did like maybe seven of them all together. And there's a couple cheats in there. Cause I used my short story chapter that I read to y'all on an episode before and a couple and some, and I also use my screenplay uh, that I, I started a few years ago and I haven't touched. But, you know, there was a couple things I wrote that I was, I was really proud of. Like, I wrote this Mariano Rivera piece because he retired. And I, I kind of took a look at his career as a, um, from a fan, an actual fan of his, of his work, even though I hated him when he played. I wrote this Mariano Rivera piece I really loved. I wrote this great piece about um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey facing each other at WrestleMania. Um, I was really proud of. And then there was... um. And there was a couple other things too, but I was like, oh, for sure. I'll be able to find this. I'll be able to find it somewhere. It's back. It's somewhere in some cache somewhere, internet database. I'll be able to find it. And I searched for weeks and weeks and like the whole month of March and April, I was just trying everything I could find to try to find something that had this actual text. I dug through old emails. I looked through old word docs and it was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. So I lost all the stuff I wrote in 2019. I, I was able to recover some of the more recent stuff that was like only from a few months. Like in like in the late 2019, I was able to find some of that. But yeah, I lost all this writing that I did that I had no backups of. And so they're just gone. So if anybody out there... <laughs> decided you know what i really like this this stuff it kellen wrote i'm gonna save it to a word doc and put on my computer <laughs> if anybody out there on the sound of my voice can hear oh oh thank you man if anybody out there can hear the sound of my voice if y'all have saved my writing from 2019 for some reason please let me know because <laughs> i'd love to get it, those pieces back yeah and, and that is my lost writing story so, you've been listening to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. Brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. And also brought to you by Mark Robb, written by my semi regular co host and also co host of the great podcast. We should do this again sometime with Cat and Mark. Uh, Mark is showing Mad Love Robinson. You can find his ponderings on his blog at themarkrob.wordpress.com. Again, that's the M A R C R O B.wordpress.com. All right, man. Power positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do. You got to do you. Always remember that. Give people their flowers while they're still here. You never know when it's their time to go or your time to go. Make sure you're telling 
people how much they mean to you while they're still here, man. And with that said, make sure you hug your mom, uh, shake your dad's hand, dap up your brother, punch your sister, um, send your aunt an email, send your uncle a telegram, send your grandmother a card, uh, send your grandfather a, uh, a DM, a, a Facebook message, uh, reach out to your second cousin, aunt's brother, Jim, and, uh, you can, you can, you can send him, I'm trying to think of another way to reach out to him, you could, uh, um, you could write on his wall, how, how are you, cousin Aunt Sally's Jim, <laughs> you could do that, hug your kids, kiss your kids, tell them that they mean the world to you, do the same thing for your spouse, your significant other, because you never know, man. You never know. Also, while you're at it, try to have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman is going through, and your kind words could save their life or someone else's. You just never know. Please do that for me. Uh, it's very important. Words of wisdom for today. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think real hard here. Just, just do your best to, just to, to help someone, man. Try, try to, try to help someone. I mean, I ain't saying like actively like, I'm going to go outside and, and help a little old lady cross the street. I mean, if that's your thing, that's fine. But just, just try to help someone. Even if it's the smallest thing or the biggest thing, it, it could mean the world. Like my mother-in-law stopped yesterday and gave somebody who was out on um down on her luck, gave him five dollars. She don't know what he's gonna do with that money, but it's not our place to judge what they're gonna spend that money on. She gave she in the kindness of her heart gave them five dollars. Hopefully they used it to something they wanted. May hopefully, and I mean this is you know, this is the way we think for people who have things. It's like, maybe they use it on food. Maybe they went and got a drink or maybe, you know what? They went and got a bottle or something in, of alcohol or something, but you know, we're not judging. You know what? All we're doing is trying to do is trying to help people out. That's all we're trying to do. Uh, so whether that be again, your spouse, significant other, whether that be a friend, uh, you know, just, just reach out and, um, and see what see what you can do for people. Um, it, it's the little things like if you're in line in the grocery store and you got your mask on, and you got a grocery cart full of stuff, and you look behind you and you see see somebody's only got two things. It's like, yeah, well, why don't you go ahead? Like, oh, are you sure? Like, yeah, it's fine because you know what? It's only going to take them a couple seconds to check out. They don't have to wait behind you while you're wringing out your goat milk, your goat cheese. Okay. I'm just saying, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. Appreciate each and every one of y'all to listen to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. It means the world to me. It's been a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. I was I was low on energy. I was considering, do I really want to sit down and, and do the podcast tonight? I'm really tired. I'm not really feeling it. 
But you know what? I took the garbage out. I can't, I'd already moved the router because not moving the router stopped me from streaming to other times. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go down here and do it. And now the show's done. I can edit it and it can come out on Tuesday and the world will be a better place. I promise you. I promise you to be better. Oh, man. Apologies to Playoff P, man. Paul George, because uh, he, he was actually supposed to be on the show. Yeah, he, he had hit me up and he's like, yo, man, I want to say my piece uh, kind of about what happened and, and everything, kind of say say my thing. He, had, he had hit hit a brother up, like he hit me on the DMs. He's like, I'm a big fan of Barack Obama, Proof World's Greatest Podcast. Uh, me and Kawabi listening to it and Kawabi laughing all funny to it sometimes. So um, I, I would really like to be on your show and stuff. So apologies to Playoff P. Um, I will try to get you on the next one, I promise you. Uh, just just keep that DM open, man. I'll reach back out to you. <clears throat> oh, oh, before I forget, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again. And when I say that, tell your people about hyphenation. I, I'm trying to get back to doing the old outro. And when I did the old outro, I'll be like, like whether that be, you know, you, you, you tell your you tell your friends. Like, yo, I've been listening to this cool podcast, post it on your social media. Um, you can send you can actually hit up your um, your stepmother if you want and be like, hey, hey, stepmother, I, I know we don't get along, but I, here's a podcast you might enjoy. And you can share it with your coworkers. And when you share it with your coworkers, here's what you do. You go to the water cooler, right? And you stand by the water cooler with your mask on. And then you, and then you say, yo, did you hear Kellen talked about uh, the NBA Finals for a whole ass hour, man? Like the, the description said he's going to do that sitcom rant that he's still putting off. And he talked about LeBron James and he talked about um, Jimmy Butler all that time. And I was really turned off. And other person was like, nah, you know what? I love that NBA talk because Kellen doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. He's remembering things off the head. He don't know stats like that. All of those things, man. And I, I just loved it. So make sure you're telling a friend to tell a friend so y'all can talk about the water cooler or you can get make an internet chat board. Um, if those things still exist, you just put in the forums and be like, or you could go to Reddit and be like in the podcast, like hyphenation. Uh, I was listening to this guy and he said Jimmy Butler had an attitude problem, but he went to Miami and he was happy. I don't even know if I meant, I wanted to say that, but I didn't finish. I was kind of rambling there. I hope it sounded coherent. Anyway, <laughs> you can listen to Hyphenation on your favorite podcast listening platform. If it happens to be Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, leave a review, good or bad. I will read it on the show. If you want to reach out to the show, you can do so at b at gmail.com. That's B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com. Or reach out on social media at b on Twitter, hyphen universe on Facebook, the be hyphen on Instagram, or if you want to go to hyphen podcast group route, you can do hyphen podcast group at gmail.com. You can do hyphen podcast group on Instagram, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen pie group on Twitter. Any of those channels, wide open, wide open. Okay, I don't think I missed anything on outro this time. Yay! So I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all.
have been listening to Hyphen Nation, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, hosted by Kellen Conley and his semi-regular co-host, Marcus Showin' Mad Love Robinson. Find Kellen at B-Hyphen on Twitter, the B-Hyphen on the Gram, and Hyphen Universe on Zuckerberg's Monster. Follow Marcus on Twitter and IG at Showin' Mad Love. Leave off the E to track him down. Email the show at hyphen at gmail.com. As always, this has been a hyphen podcast group production. I'm Melisette of The Frightful Fret, and believe me when I say the best has not come yet. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? Yeah!